what is up guys it is the blue bloods here and we're always looking to expand what schools we've had on the show and this is our first tarleton state interview and i promise you if you haven't heard of this school you will it just moved up to fcs made a statement this year with some big wins including their one over central arkansas who was ranked this season in the top 25 and we got the man who leads it all quarterback stephen duncan all american in the wac this year former um Western Kentucky quarterback. So, Stephen, appreciate you coming on the show, man. Thank you for having me. So, let's go way back before Western Kentucky, before Tarleton State. What was your high school recruiting process like? Which teams were recruiting you the hardest? And just looking back, what, what, how did you handle this overall experience? Yeah, it was awesome, man. I, uh, I really had a, a good opportunity coming out of high school to go to Western Kentucky. They were obviously a big school that recruited me. Um, Appalachian State did. Um, South Carolina came in late there when uh, Muschamp got the job. Um, and then, you know, some FCS schools, uh, Western Carolina, Towson, Cornell. Um, there are a lot of FCS schools. Um, and then, you know, what I narrowed it down to after um, that was just Appalachian State, Western Kentucky. And then when South Carolina came in late, they gave me something to think about. And then, um, you know, Western Carolina was a big deal because they were the first, like one of the first teams to offer me. So that was a, uh, Kind of my recruiting process, nothing too big. Um, I know some of these guys nowadays, they get all the four or five stars and uh, all that stuff. I wasn't one of those guys to think I was maybe a three-star. Um, so, I mean, I didn't get any of the huge, big-time, crazy stuff. But, you know, I wouldn't trade it for the world. I really uh, I love the story that I have. And just to come up and, and do it the way I did with the guys I did in high school was something that was really fun. For sure, man. And you mentioned some big names. I mean, Appalachian State has been dominating the Sun Belt. Western Kentucky has has won a CUSA title, including yourself on that team. But what made you commit to Western Kentucky? What was it about the program that drew you to them? Well, at the time, um, one of my three head coaches there, uh, Coach uh, Coach Brown was there. And, you know, he had a great program. Coach Helton, who's actually the current head coach, was a quarterback coach there um, before he left the USC when I was getting recruited. Um, and, you know, I, I really enjoyed talking to them. I, I love the team. Um, I love the atmosphere they had created. It was it's kind of that underdog mentality. You know, no one in the Conference USA really respected us. We came off of, what, I think, a seven and six. Uh, I think it was a Bahama Bowl victory over sh- Central Michigan. And then that next year, um, you know, they came in. They won it all, beat Southern Miss. That was my senior year in high school. And then still no one really respected us. Uh, I, I enjoyed that, you know, those guys, kind of the gritty people that went and did it. And then they were throwing for a lot of yards. So quarterback's dream. Um, to, you know, go out and sling it. Um, and then we'll, my first year backing up Mike White was awesome. Um, that was a great team. There were some guys on that team that still have records at that school that probably won't be touched, um, you know. But it, it was a great experience to just be able to go there. Um, that was a big reason why I ended up there was just the offense, the pro- prolific style of it, um, throwing it like that, and and just the people that were on that team. For sure, Matt. And you enter the transfer portal – and, you know, one, what led you to the transfer portal? And two, how different was your high school recruiting process from your transfer portal recruiting process? Yeah, no, I uh, – one of the big reasons was I, I went in the portal was I had three head coaches. Uh, I want to say five position coaches at Western Kentucky. Um, and, you know, I, I really will, will say this till the day I die. You know, I, I love Western Kentucky still to this day. Um, I was a – 
fan, I'm an alum from the school, you know. So when when Bailey Zappi was putting up those numbers, I'm I'm talking crap to some of the guys around here, you know, just lighthearted stuff, you know, just hey, you know, I'm an alum. I, I still love that school. I just felt that after breaking my foot versus Louisville um, and playing on that, you know, it was just, you know, it was time for me to just kind of get a change of scenery. Um, it's like I couldn't get out of a drought there, you know, just. I wanted to wanted to break out, wanted to have some consistency, and that was just something that, that I had to do and um, just get my confidence back. Um, so that was something that was just led me to the transfer portal. And then when I got in, um, you know, the difference in high school and, and college transfer portal recruiting is just like the, the upfrontness about, you know, when you're in the portal and I was an older guy, um, you know, I had a medical year and then this was before the COVID year came out, I had one more year. So um, a lot of teams and a lot of coaches are just up front with you. Like, look, this is what we're looking for. This is what we need you for. Uh, I can remember having a conversation with Georgia State. Coach Glenn, who's at Virginia Tech now, is um, I hit him up. You know, we're talking. He was like, well, we have a kid, you know, that we, we think could be a good good quarterback. And, um, you know, you're going to have to come in here and win it in the fall. And and stuff like that you don't hear as, as a high school senior coming in. So it's just very upfront. You know, a lot of the coaches I uh, had dealt with in the past, and I have a lot of respect for all of them. Um, and that was just something that was different, you know, just upfront. And this is what's going to happen. This is what we need. This is what we're looking for. Um, this is our culture. It's, it's just how it is. And, you know, it's just a, it's, it's awesome to have that. Yeah, I mean, it's got to be refreshing to just get it straight instead of going somewhere and it, it being completely different from what you were expecting. But we got to get to the question: why you're why you are why you are at Tarleton State right now? What made that the place for you? What was their recruiting pitch, and you know what was their recruiting process like for them? Yeah, it was the reason I'm at Tarleton State is that there's just like an atmosphere here. Um, it's a small town. It's just they love football. And the thing is, like, I could see it in the portal. Yeah, when I first got here, it was the first year FCS or whatever. But the school here and the amount of, you know, budget they're putting for football, you know, the things that they're doing for other sports, not only the football, just to be potentially a FBS school, which will happen, I believe, sooner rather than later. But, you know, it's going to happen within the next five years. This school wants to be a big-time school in Texas. They want to be a big-time school in the nation. They want to be known. Um, and, and just to be a part of something like that, you know, I know that we can't make the playoffs while I'm here or anything like that. We can win the WAC championship. But to know for a fact that there's a school that's going to put everything behind you and the guys that are in that locker room with me, that meant a lot to me. And to be a part of the first couple teams um, to go out and play uh, for Tarleton State is something that it, it really took you know, a hold of me and I wanted to be that guy leading this team and, and be the guy that they look back on and say, hey, you know, he helped us out get to Division One and kind of set the standard straight. I mean, there's a lot of great quarterbacks here in the past. Ben Holmes, you know, he, he drafted first round in the USFL. He he set the standard, you know, he, he did a great job. So looking at what he did and, and trying to follow in his footsteps, you know, he, he's a great player. You got guys like Richard Bartell, all these guys that have been great players here um, and made it to professional leagues that's something that I, I really wanted to be a part of man and you talk about the resources I mean you guys have only been really just a season and a half because of the COVID at FCS they're in the stadium and doing a bunch of renovations on campus so that that like you said Tarleton State is committed to the next level but this season man your first full season at FCS at Tarleton State you guys have a winning record in the first season get some big wins on the resume what were your final takeaways from this season as 
Well, you know, I think that we, we came together as a team. Um, you know, we, we went through the learning structure because it's a lot different. Um, and even Coach Witten says it all the time. You know, what we're going to face each week is going to be the hardest schedule and hardest things that this team and this university has faced since it, it's been, a, been established. Um, so just, you know, going through the locker room with these guys and, and fighting every day. You know what? I think we went – we had a little two-game losing streak there, and then we got hot, you know. And then thing is, like, learning what it takes to be great at this level um, and just seeing it with a lot of the young guys and stuff like that, it's something that we got to take pride in. And, and, you know, it's very great. we got a lot of great athletes. we got a great offensive line, great running backs. We had Tyreek Bitson as a receiver. He's a big-time player. J.F. Thomas, you know, I, I know I couldn't have any success without those guys that are out there. Um, and then this year, you know, just with those guys coming back, we got a lot of people returning. I think we lost, what, uh, one on the offensive line. Um, and then we lost our receivers, but we got some good guys coming in. We lost a running back, great running back, Raheem Skinner and Jay McDonald. Um, so, you know, I'm excited um, just to see what we did in the first official year, not just a spring year where we played in New Mexico State and a couple of those other teams. But, you know, going through and, and having that year with everybody that was here is, is something that was great. Um, but I'm really looking forward to 2022 and my last and seventh year, um, you know, because of the medical stuff. So I, I want to go take what we did in 2021 with the winning season and just kind of put build on that. You know, there's a lot of great teams in the conference um, with Sam Houston and SFA and Abilene Christian and Lamar and everybody around this conference to really – jam-packed conference in FCS if you look at it. Um, but just go in and I, I want to win a WAC championship, bring the first one to the school. You know, that's that's our goal after the 2021 season because we can play with anybody. Um, it just depends how we're going to do it and how we're going to come forth every week. And I think that we have a good team coming forward this next year and I think we're going to have a chance. Man, I love it. And you guys winning the the WAC would be just remarkable in only your second full season at FCS. I don't even know if that's been done with another program, but one of your breakout performances this year, man, I remember this is kind of when Tarleton State was on my radar, and I was like, man, 400 yards, four touchdowns, no turnovers against Sam Houston, the defending national champions, man. Walk me through this game. What, like, what was clicking this day, and what led to this you know record-setting performance for you? Again, you know, just I couldn't have done any of that without those guys up front, um, the guys around me. Um, you know, I could throw it. I still can't catch it. You know, those guys that were out there catching it, they they put, they put did a lot with that 400 yards. Um, you know, there was times that they'd go out and make plays, and, and I just made it easy for me. It's like I was playing point guard in one of the, the big three systems back with KG and all those guys at the Celtics. You know, I was Rondo or something. But, um, no, uh, it, it was really easy. Um, you know, it wasn't easy. Uh, in regard to Sam Houston, their great defense. Um, you know, it was our game plan. You know, we got to come out here and, and stress them vertically and, and see what, if we can compete. And I think we competed well. Um, you know, that's a great team that they had, number one team, defending national champs, like you said. But like I said, um, I think we can play with anybody in the country, and that doesn't matter. FBS, Power Five, you know, defending national champions. At the end of the day, it's football. What are you going to do with it? And, um, you know, when you got good players around you and guys that want to win, um, good things happen. And I think we prepared the right way that week and took it serious. And if we can put that mindset in every week, I think we'll be pretty good. Man, for sure. And, you know, looking a little bit ahead, I know I know it's the next game up mentality for, for, for the leaders of the team like yourself. But putting that aside for the show, man, what game on the 2022 schedule are you looking forward to the most? Yeah, I mean, I'm looking towards 
the first one, you know, it's, it's the first, last one, uh, first, last one of my guaranteed anything, you know, I, I, I have aspirations to, you know, get to the league and play in the NFL, but um, Mississippi Valley state, that's where Jerry Rice played. So that's, that's something that's big to me. I'm a, I'm a football junkie. I love the history of football. I love where guys played and seeing what they're about, but, you know, TCU would be cool. But again, I just, one week at a time is, is like you said yourself, it's just, that's something I'm looking forward to is just, you know, getting out in front of our fans on a Thursday night um, in front of that big new stadium that we're going to get, you know, the, the South end zone is going to be filled in and hopefully we can pack it out versus Mississippi Valley state first Thursday of the week on ESPN. So that's what I'm looking forward to. Well, I will just let you know, you can tune in here. We're covering that show, big swag podcast too. So that game was going to be previewed on this channel, man. I'm looking forward to it. One of my games to watch this year, but you know, everything runs through the head coach and you guys have one of the most successful head coaches in the FCS, Todd Witten. What makes him such a successful coach behind the scenes and what is his relationship like with the players? And coach Witten, he's, he's a great head coach. Um, you know, he is a big reason that I came to just, he's upfront and honest with, about everything. He's never going to leave anything to question. And then if you have a question, you can go in and talk to him and, and I'm asking him anything you want. You know what I mean? So that's something that's big. Uh, Players coach, he, he tells you how it is, and he's got a mind for football. Um, he's he's really sharp minded. He he has everything under control, and it's like you never know what's about to happen. You know, he, he is he's ready to go every day. Um, sitting in the film room with him, you know, picking his brain. He he's been in the game a long time, and he he's a great head coach. He's done it at every level. Um, he's even played and and done it at every level. So to have a guy like that, especially at the position that he played, which is my position. Is just a blessing for me um, to be there, to be able to learn from him and me wanting to be a potential coach, um, just be able to learn how he runs a program. What's he thinking here? Um, I know he probably gets tired of the questions that I ask him, but, you know, he, he he'll spit off an answer every 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 time I ask. So but he, he's a great coach. He's a great players coach. He understands what we need um, and he looks out for his guys. That's that's a big thing. You know, when you when you have a head coach that, you know, that has your back, you're going to go through and do whatever hell or high water for him. So I think that's why he's had a lot of success uh, prior to Tarleton and obviously being the winningest coach in Tarleton's history is, is why he's had all the success here. Man, absolutely. Multiple time conference champion, multiple D2 playoff appearances. The list goes on and on about head coach Witten. But let's go back, man. Seven years. I know you're about to enter your seventh year, so this one might be a little tough. You got to remember way back to freshman yeah. year. How has your game evolved from freshman year Western Kentucky, that red shirt year, to the guy I'm talking to now entering his final season? Yeah, I think just just maturity. Um, you know, I, I've always been able to throw it. I've always been able to you know, put the ball out there and let guys go get it. But, um, you know, in high school, I was I knew defenses, but I didn't know it as good as I thought I did. Um, I got to Western Kentucky. I got to learn behind NFL quarterback Mike White, who had that huge game versus Cincinnati. Um, and he's just such a great player, and he would let me pick his brain. Um, and then I had a lot of great um, position coaches and head coaches. I mean, I had Coach uh, Coach Brom, um, and then his brother is my position coach my first year. And then to have Coach Sanford and Coach Heldon come back and Coach Ellis um, come and teach me every little part of ball, you know, that's something that, that's kind of helped me mature um, while I was at Western Kentucky. And just having all those coaches, I know it felt like there was a lot of turnover, but Looking back now, it's just there's so many systems I was in, um, so many different styles of coaching um, allowed me to see every side of football. 
and then coming to Tarleton, um, like I said, having a player's coach like Coach Witten, that's been prolific at everything he does, whether it's playing, whether it's coaching. Um, you know, that's a that's a great thing that I've had. My first year is him being my position coach and then Coach Austin, um, you know, coming and being our position coach now. He's he's maybe probably one of my favorite coaches I've ever had. Um, and I owe a lot to, to him because I can go and talk to him and he's very open, um, you know, Doors always open with him, and we're always talking ball. Whether it's you know run schemes, how do we pass? How are we going to block this this week? You know, just getting in with him and picking his brain and seeing what he sees, and having him up in the box and being able to jump on the phone during during game days, um, just helping me mature, helping me always just see see things that I may not have. Um, so just all the all the great coaching I feel like has helped me mature and become the player I am now. Um, like I said, I can't do it without anybody out on the field. Um, all those other positions around me. And then on top of that, you can't do it without great coaches. And I've had uh, the blessing to have a whole bunch of them. Man, for sure. And, you know, final season, you you mentioned your NFL aspirations, and I, I think that's well on its way after last season, man. But which NFL quarterback do you try to model your game after the most? You know, that's hard. Uh, I try and just watch a lot of football, but I, I love Tom Brady. Um, he, he's probably one of my favorite quarterbacks of all time. Um, but you know, Brett Favre was a guy I really, really watched growing up, just having one of the stronger arms, um, trying to fit it into some holes that you probably, you know, some guys can't get it to, but you know, take the risk to get it there. Um, but you know, I, I don't know. Uh, I have conversations, you know, around our facility, coach, who do you think we all play like? We'll always ask him. And, you know, I don't know. I've got the, the old, old school, big Ben, um, just cause I'm bigger six, five, 240 pounds. Um, so I, I don't know. I, I like I like the old school guys. Um, I'm never going to flash anybody like Lamar and just take off running. Um, maybe maybe some Josh Allen uh, with some more runs this year. Who knows? Uh, you know, I, I don't know. But hopefully there's a scout out there that, that can tell me one day whenever if I get that opportunity. <laughs> I love it, man. And listen, I'm a big Brett Favre fan too. Um, but man, I know I was very superstitious when I was playing. But for you, what is your pregame routine on game day? <laughs> so, man, I'm I'm really away. I'm always in the facility. I try and say well, my parents, my girlfriend, they'll be in town, and you know, I'm just there. And I'm like, hey, uh, I'm gonna go over the facility. I'll see y'all later. You know, um, and just because at home games we stay here at, in our own apartments, so. Um, to be able to, you know, get away and kind of just clear my head, go watch some more film, you know, watch the games on, um, you know, that's something that I enjoy doing. Um, maybe, I mean, throw, throw a dip in or two and relax. And, and that's kind of my routine. Uh, me and Hunter Turberville, who's right next to me, that was kind of our thing. Just, you know, relax. It's just another day during the week. I remember we're playing Sam Houston, you know, out on the field, any last second advice, you just say, hey, it's just ball, baby. It's what we do every day. So it's just kind of that mentality is trying. You know, no stage is too big. It's just football at the end of the day. Um, just treat it like another day, like it would be practice. Um, so, Man, I love that saying. It's just ball. That's it. You got to go out there and play. And, you know, I know you're busy. You got to be quarterbacks. Is, this question is always real tricky, but we've seen quarterbacks, you know, say some words. And I know DBs and D linemen are one of the worst or some of the worst position groups in terms of trash talking. How big of a trash talker are you during the game? I'm really not a trash talker to anybody in the game. Um, I, I get trash talked. Um, I may like, you know, say like, oh, good hit. I, I think. 
you know, the mind tricks of not saying anything or complimenting their game kind of gets them like, wait, what? This guy just, you know, he said that my game was good instead of every time hearing, you know, oh, you suck or blah, blah, blah. You know, that's kind of repetitive. You hear there's not too much different stuff, you know. Against Central Arkansas, actually, there was a defensive end that the whole game we didn't trash talk at all. He didn't trash talk me. The first time I played him at Western Kentucky, he did. But the whole second time, we were, like, just chatting like old friends out on the field. So I don't know if that's just me getting older um, and just not having the energy um, to go out and trash talk. I got a lot to do. Uh, I got 10 other guys that I have to make sure are on the, on the right page. And then after that, they expect a lot out of me. So I want to give them the most. So I don't talk too much trash. So. And, you know, I know a quarterback, you, 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 you everyone, they, they, everyone could throw everything. But for you, what's your favorite route to throw? Favorite route to the throw, oh, man. There's a there's nothing like hitting a deep ball, um, and that's what we, we attack here at Tarleton, and that was a big reason I'm here. But just throwing a, a go route or a post route um, in stride, you know, typically, in my opinion, the go route, especially to the field. Hitting a go route to the field or, you know, even to the boundary just in stride, if you hit one of those early in the game, it, it feels good. You know, that's that's something I love hitting, just, just attacking them vertically and, you know, sending a statement to that DB, hey, we're here, you know, we're here to play football and we're going to, we're going to come at you and you may get us a couple of times. We may get you a couple of times, but we're going to play some ball today. I love it, man. And then, you know, every quarterback, you know, just, you know, Sean Watson had the arrow and every quarterback has their go-to signature celebration. When you hit that deep ball and you get the touchdown, what's your go-to celebration? Honestly, you know, with our running back staying in protection a lot, I kind of just look over at him, give him a high five. You know, I celebrate with the guys. I try and always just take the moment in um, after it happens because you never know when it's done. Um, so try and take the moment in, celebrate with my guys, celebrate with the offensive linemen, and maybe give a fist bump. Uh, I get pretty animated uh, with the fist bump. I kind of punch the air. Um, so that's I'm not I'm not, a, not an arrow or too flashy of a guy, um, but I, I do get a little animated with my teammates. Uh, I want to I want to celebrate and and do it do it as much as I can with those guys. And man, you you mentioned your the team goal is of course winning the WAC. You know, not playoff eligible, but winning the conference championship would be a huge goal. But what are some of your personal goals for for your final season in twenty twenty two? Yeah, I, I definitely have some. Um, you know, my my touchdown goal um, is to know hit over thirty touchdowns passing this year, and then try and get up to five rushing, um, and then. Passing yard wise, you know, I, I've crunched a little numbers. I know a lot of guys say they don't do this, but that's a lie. Um, you know, I think if I have a good year and I throw for over 3,000 yards, that put me close to 9,000 in my career. Um, so that's something that I've looked at. Um, but really, I don't care if I throw for 100 yards or if I throw for 400 every game, as long as we're winning games. Um, my personal goals don't really mean too much if the team isn't doing great. So, yeah, as much as I would love to throw for 3,000 plus this year, um, and get to that 9,000 mark, I just want to win football games, and I don't care if it's by one or if it's by 50. So that's kind of my thing is is what, what's, it, what's it going to take for us to win. So that's that's my goal. Hey, a W is a W, man. They don't, like you said, don't matter if it's by one or 50 at all. But give a little credit to the other side of the ball, man. Who are some of the best defensive players that you've ever had to face? Best defensive players? Ah, oh, man. You know, Robert Rochelle, I played him when he was at Central Arkansas. I thought he was a heck of a player. Um, he actually picked me off. Um, and then his cousin actually plays on my team right now. So I got to hear him a little bit whenever he was at the Central Arkansas <laughs> game. Um, who else? Mm, Malik Gant. He 
pop my AC joint out when I ran a touchdown versus Marshall. He, he was pretty good. I think he spent some time with the Patriots. Um, but I had to give some some credit and some love to a kid last year uh, by the name of Devo. Um, you know, he is a baller. He, he was All-American in everything. Tarleton State legend. Um, you know, he, he is a is a big-time player. Devin Hafford is a big-time player. He's in the draft this year. Um, so hopefully he can get drafted and, and take his aspirations. I think he really deserves every bit of that. That kid may be undersized, but he, he packs a punch and he works his tail off. So I think he's probably one of the best players I've ever played. And, and seeing his work, work ethic behind the screen uh, is, is what really stood out to me. I will second everything you said about it. he should be in the league. I mean, I watched was watching you guys last year, and he just he's one of those players that just pops off the screen. You're wow. like, I got to know who is that. And yeah, yeah. you know, you mentioned the Central Arkansas trash talk. You guys got the best of them in a pretty convincing way this year, so they really got to shut that down fast, man. But you know, you've played at the FBS level now. You're at the FCS level, and you're going to be entering the draft after next season. And we all know the narrative, man. FCS players consistently get overlooked. What is your response to those who are going to overlook you for playing at the FCS level? Well, you know, I mean, if they want to, that's on them. But I just need one chance. Um, I don't care where it is, who it is, you know, I just need one chance. And I know if I can get into a camp or, or get somewhere, get on a team, I know I can show them uh, who I am and what I do and how I work. Um, so that's something that, you know, we may get overlooked, but if you look at it, the FCS quarterbacks that come out and they get their chances in the NFL, they're pretty good ones. You know what I mean? You got Tony Romo, Joe Flacco, even people not Carson Wentz, but he's a great, he's a great football player. You got Trey Lance. Um, you know, Garoppolo, a whole bunch of these guys are FCS guys. Um, and, and the thing is, like, we just need a chance. You know, uh, I played Louisville. Uh, I'll play TCU this year. Played all these different teams. But, you know, there's no difference between those guys, I promise you. Um, they just have a little bit more depth and they may have been a little more recruited or got the right, the right, been in the right place at the right time and they're there. Um, or maybe a couple inches here or there. I mean, like I said, Devin Hafford's probably one of the greatest players I've ever played with. And, you know, he was at a FCS school that transitions from Division Two. So I don't think it really matters. I think if you ball, um, you're going to have a chance. And, and, you know, just getting that chance is something I'm looking forward to. Man, I love it. And I'm expecting to see you in some all-star games next year, whether it's the NFL PA, East West, Senior Bowl. I know your name's going to be on one of those rosters. But if an NFL franchise asks you, what they're going to get in Stephen Duncan if they draft you next April? What do you tell them? You're gonna get a hard worker and a guy that loves his teammates. Um, trust me, there there won't be a guy that shows up to the park more ready to work than I will be. And the thing is, you can ask anybody I played with. You know, I love my guys. Um, uh, I'll do anything for them, no matter what it is. You know, uh, I'll, I'll I'll be the guy that you can you can lean on if you're upset. You know, if you're the guy that's happy, I'll, I'll be here for you. I love I love my teammates. That's the biggest thing I. I love about this game and, you know, being an older guy and being able to sit here for seven years, I've got to really like notice that and embrace how long I've got to do it. Some people are like, Oh, you're crazy. You're, you could be in the workforce. No, I don't care if I don't get an NFL shot. I do, but being able to build these relationships and see these guys grow and just, man, just some of the things that we, we get to accomplish is just so outlandish in my opinion. And, to be able to do that with the guys that I care about and I wake up at 6 a.m. with and go run with all the time and work out, it, you can't beat it. You really can't. So um, I love my teammates, and I'll, I'll be a hardworking guy that comes up and shows up to the park every day ready to put a whole bunch of hours in and, 
and I don't care if it's five to five to ten, five to twelve. You know, I, I'll be there. Man, I love that answer. And like you, you know, being a quarterback and a leader of the team, man, you you got to love to hear that. But Stephen, man, I appreciate you coming on here, man. First Tartan State player, hopefully not the last. I know you guys are primed for a big season, especially after what y'all did last year, man. But this is all about supporting the players. And so let people know where they can follow you on social media, where they can follow your journey to a WAC championship next year and eventually the NFL, man. Yeah, I'm just I'm on Twitter uh, at Stephen Duncan underscore 11. And then same thing on Instagram at Stephen Duncan underscore 11. Um, but that's where I'm at. I really appreciate you having me on your show. Um, it's a great program. Great show. Doing a lot for appreciate the SCS players. So I really appreciate you having me and all those FCS guys on. I know we appreciate it. Oh, man. No, I, I got to thank y'all. I always feel weird when players thank me because I'm like, man, this show wouldn't be a thing with y'all, without y'all, man. So I'm definitely going to be caught. Just move back down south. I'm going to be in Tartan for a game this year, man. So mm-hmm. I'll definitely have to hit you up when yeah. I ride out there. And, man, guys, go follow Steven. Y'all already know what it is. It's always support the players and make sure to run the views and likes up on this video for my guy and watch his journey, man. Listen, I'm expecting first team all WAC next year. It's going to be a big year for Tartan State and Stephen Duncan. But, guys, for Stephen, myself, and the Blue Bloods, we are out for right now.